0: We'll go to Coney Island.
1: Is there a Zoltar machine there?
0: Yeah, what if? What kind of wish would you make?
1: Small? <laughs> yeah,
0: I wouldn't be smaller. My friend Dave likes our show. <laughs> it means something to me. I know, that's he, cool. He still hasn't admitted it.
1: Like, I wouldn't listen. But now that I know you, it's not bad.
0: No, he's a big fan of the, uh, the constraints put on the show. Mm-hmm. He says he likes art with constraints. That was the big thing. I was like, yeah. I don't want it to be another show where we just God, talk about Greg, a, we're just the best. a million different things.
1: We're we, just so awesome. We
0: start on one topic and then it goes to the second topic before the first topic is finished and then the third hey,
1: Greg, what do you got?
0: You know we should do a, a one off episode called A Thousand Topics.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just do something like that.
1: Hats. Soft <laughs> shell or <laughs> mesh back.
0: What do you think of hats? Well, I think hats can block out the sun. Yeah, speaking of the sun...
1: The sun, isn't it crazy that it can still burn your skin, even though it's so far away?
0: Yeah, speaking of burning, I had some fish last night in the oven.
1: Oh man, fish can really stink up an apartment.
0: My feet stink after long days.
1: Speaking of long days, isn't it weird how sometimes time is really short and sometimes it's really long?
0: Yeah, you know why time sometimes seems longer and shorter? It's all about uh, your perspective and perception of time. What about those people who spell perspective prescription? Prescription costs are outrageous these days.
1: Have you seen that commercial for (laughs) GoodRx? I used that and it was the same price as my regular prescription. I
0: had a Subaru WRX at one point. How many topics do you think we just hit 10
1: I have a subscription to real simple magazine I would hate a
0: thousand topics not going deep at all
1: Welcome to one topic where we stick to one topic my name is autumn Fisher
0: and my name is Greg Russ
1: And uh, we've been talking for about 40 minutes before we started recording (laughs)
0: Because we get all the other topics out of the way before, so we can focus on the one topic. Which I did notice, you said for the first time where we stick to one topic instead of saying where we try to stick to one topic.
1: I felt, I heard myself say that, and I was glad that I said it because I think that that's right. (laughs) I think that that's the better way to introduce ourselves.
0: Yeah, well, you were hedging your bets before, and now I think some confidence has been built, and you feel comfortable enough saying we're going to stick to the one topic.
1: Yeah, we're going to do it
0: because we had the strange this is now getting us off topic but we had that strange remember that one time and early on we tried to experiment with some kind of point system and penalties yeah. if we got off topic and you know was, i'm glad we didn't do that yeah well too no cheesy. one was gonna keep score morning zooey
1: yeah It'll ring a bell yeah ding 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 autumn <laughs> and then we try we uh eat chicken wings while we talk about it and see if we can keep going in the spicy chicken wings.
0: That's your punishment. You get off topic, you gotta Mm. eat level one spicy chicken wing. You get off topic again, level two, all the way to level ten. That burns your mouth to the point where you can't speak anymore.
1: Yeah, you can't even do a topic because you're dead.
0: (laughs) So what's today's topic?
1: Today's topic is hobbies. Hobbies! What is a hobby? Why do we have them?
0: (laughs) Yeah, please fill me in.
1: I don't know. What is a hobby? I think of a hobby as something that is not work. Um, You still might get money for it. Maybe Ah, because ah, you don't think so? Ah.
0: An activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure.
1: But you could still have money from those pleasure activities, I think when
0: you start making some money, you cross the line and Mm. it's no longer a hobby. And it becomes... uh, a skill of, that you can monetize.
1: Okay. A skill. <laughs>
0: that's monetized. All if,
1: right. Sure. If, if All you right, were so.
0: knitting, for example, knitting on your own, making yep. sweaters for the neighborhood, scarves for the children, socks mm-hmm. for the old people.
1: Mittens for Mit-
0: the babies. Yeah, Jinx. We both almost said mittens at the same time.
1: Mittens. Uh, you're doing that. Kittens?
0: That's a hobby. But then the moment someone gives you money, that's a service.
1: Okay. All right. So it's a, ho- a hobby is something you can't get paid for. Um, something you enjoy in your leisure time. Okay. so And I, now that
0: we square squared that away, thank yes. you for joining us on this week's episode of One Topic, where we talk about one topic and give you we the just
1: definition. De- just describe, define a topic, and then we're done.
0: <laughs> one definition. The show's changing. <laughs> Tune in next week where we pull up.
1: We'll have th- thousands of episodes. We'll just go through the entire dictionary.
0: <laughs> Micropodcasts.
1: That's a great idea where we just read the dictionary word by word, every single thing that's listed in the dictionary under each word, and then that's it.
0: That's the complete show.
1: That's the complete show. We'll start with like, you know, aardvark or whatever the first, <laughs> that can't be it. <laughs> some, Something people, that starts with
0: some people do read the dictionary as a hobby. Ooh. And I I I didn't Those
1: people are probably dead I didn't, because they're <laughs> old as fuck
0: I didn't mean for that to be like a heavy handed <laughs> return to the topic, but that is something I've known people to do it. I read the dictionary. It's like how much of that do you retain? Sure, you come across so many words, but there's a lot yeah. there. you holding on to those?
1: I think it depends on the person, right? If you're the kind of person who can read something like that and retain it, I am not. It flies in and goes out my ears well these days one ear not the other
0: these days we retain less anyway because we can because it's just so accessible everything is there so uh, that's a real thing before knowledge was something you could throw out there and impress people like where did you get that from well i looked it up and i remembered it now yeah
1: anytime you're sitting around a party and you know you're trying to remember like who was the guy in that movie he was uh," and people say i'll just look it up like yeah but then you won't remember it next time you have to come upon the knowledge in your own brain you have to access it yourself in your brain and then it will stick the next time but if you just look it up it just it it's a superficial knowledge
0: yeah defeats the purpose yes though i guess if you're going to sit down and actually read the dictionary at that point you're probably trying to remember and retain words and definitions so you can throw them out there and make people feel like assholes i don't know if it's really Mm. uh, ultimately what what else would that be for it's like, yes, yeah. you want to expand your vocabulary. I get it. That's, that's a valid thing. But mostly it's like, I want to use bigger words than you. And then make you feel like an idiot when you use a word incorrectly.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh-oh.
0: That's your hobby.
1: Good. Being an asshole. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you should also pick up a new hobby called drinking poison. <laughs> I'm a mixologist. I, uh, my hobby is I mix different poisons. And I want to see which one will kill me the fastest because I'm a jerk.
1: <laughs> is that an apothecary <laughs> mixing poisons for like Romeo and Juliet?
0: Sure. Okay. So this topic for this week, um, where did this come from? I know we were talking about topics, and I, there's a list of them we have going. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering why you settled on this. And I have I'm guessing it's just because you bake breads nonstop.
1: Yes, I am. Uh, my hobby right now is baking bread. Um, For a long time, I have been interested in baking. Um, One of my adult hobbies, I would say, is baking. I love making um, cakes and cookies and cupcakes and all from scratch, really into from scratch things, brownies, everything. Um, And I didn't realize that baking was a skill because it just felt like you were following directions. And... So I didn't feel like it was anything special, but then I would bring, you know, my things to places and people would be, you know, excited and surprised and talk about things being really good. And so I was like, oh, oh, and then um, watching other people bake and then, you know, them messing it up <laughs> and being like, how could you mess that up? So it turns out it was a skill that I have. So it's like I have a green thumb, but I have like a baker's thumb.
0: It, it is quite the skill. This is the appeal to baking that I've always had, uh, or the appeal that, then uh, whatever, I didn't have the appeal, but it had the appeal for me, mm-hmm. um, was the fact that it's so based in chemistry and science and precise measurements mm-hmm. and precise, you know, with, with ingredients and temperatures. And it does blow my mind, um, you getting into it, how long have you been into it? Because obviously baking has become quite the trend yeah, Great British baking show which I do love. I will sit there and I will watch that thing.
1: It's so soothing.
0: And it it's amazing because there's no money at the end. There's no shitty behavior. These are just amateur bakers who do this thing because they love it and they're trying right. to get good at it and they go in there and they're supportive of one so another. So supportive. Like what a concept. You finish yours first and you maybe go help someone else out instead of you know I think of you know there's an American version now, which is mimicking the British version. But if this was an American creation, I'm sure it would have been like, uh, "I I sabotage their ganache. Yes. I got in there when they weren't looking and I spit in it."
1: Well, the the judges would be asking them like, "Who do you think needs to go home next?" Yeah, and just you know, and if they don't answer, then they would be on the chopping block. That kind of thing. I mean, it's that kind of thing is fun to hear. Like that makes a good reality show. But it turns out you can also just have a supportive group of people who are trying their best and you love them and they love each other and we're all happy for each other <laughs> you
0: know which there's been some criticism a backlash against that in the uk twee culture they're calling it twee you know, yeah it's it's too you know it's too nice i don't know there's this idea uh, that that you know it's a weakening of humanity if we actually become supportive which that's a whole different topic for a different time, which I say quite mm. often on the show, so I'll add it to the write it down to the list. But uh, um, yeah, I Weakness. cannot I cannot stand that that exists that you know people actually helping one another and doing something because they like it and not needing to put other people down in the process is viewed as yeah. a negative thing.
1: All right, well, write that down because I have more to say about it, but I'm not going to because we are sticking to one topic today.
0: <laughs> yeah. So my initial point was shows like this baking shows have always been. Uh, popular, but I feel like there's been an explosion in baking. So you, when did you first get into baking and why? I think
1: um, it was, I don't know, early 2000s, probably. Probably when I had like a place to actually bake, you know, and not just I'm a kid in an apartment type of thing. Um, And I don't remember exactly when, but it was just, I wanted to try and do it. You know, and instead of getting a box of cake, like what do you have to do to make a real cake? You know, stuff like that. So I started doing that, and then bread seemed like the next level to try, and I tried to make bread, and it was horrible. I made horrible. I had so many horrible, horrible breads. What kind
0: were you trying to start out with? Just
1: like honey wheat, white breads, you know, like anything. Simple, pretty simple, straightforward bread. But the problem was, was that I was looking at all these sort of cheap ways to make it where cheap as in like uh tricks like sneaky ways not putting in the time that sometimes bread needs um, cutting corners Cutting corners yeah yeah and Lazy. What, you know measuring things by cups and teaspoons versus grams and ounces um not being too concerned with the temperature of water or um There's a lot of recipes that you find online that tell you to use like 110 degrees uh, Fahrenheit water and that's to like speed up the yeast because the yeast will like like the hot water, but it can't be too hot or they'll die. But like if it's right in this temperature, it'll make the yeast happen real quick and then you can cut your like um, proving time in half. But you get like a sort of inferior bread and then there's a lot of things that can go wrong because you're not measuring things properly and there's not enough food for the yeast and then there's too much and then it deflates and it's all kinds of craziness. So I I really didn't do well for a really, really, really long time. And then I got um, a book called like Baking Bread for Beginners. It's on Amazon. If you can follow them on uh, Instagram. They're Alchemy Bread. And she's amazing. And she, um, you know, tells you straight up, like, you've got to weigh it. You need um, you need these things. You need to use your brain. You need to use uh, calculations for the, the temperature of the air and the temperature of the water. Um, and when that was the case, I was kind of annoyed by that. I didn't want to take the temperature of the air or the temperature of my flour or all that bullshit. Because I was like, people have been making bread for thousands of years without taking the temperature of their fucking flour. I don't need to do that. And you know what? I wasn't successful. (laughs) So I started following the, the, the recipes as she wrote them and doing the math and everything. And then I was starting to get some successful breads. And now I'm on to sourdoughs, which are amazing. And it feels so good. It feels so good because let me just, I'll finish this up. It feels so good because you put so much time into these doughs. You start out <clears throat> making your, like, mixing this a little bit of your sourdough at 7 p.m. the night before, 7 a.m. the next 12 hours later. You do a little something with it. It sits for three hours. You get it back. You do something with it. It sits for two hours. You get something. It rests for 30 minutes. It proves whatever. You put it in the oven. By the time you're done, it's like 4 p.m. So you've been <laughs> thinking about this dough for so long. And then when it turns out amazing and beautiful and your house smells so good, it is the best feeling.
0: You have something to show for it. That's why Yes. you've put in a lot of work. You've dedicated time. I mean, the fact that at first it was difficult and you didn't quit. I think that's a yeah. big thing. People start things and you, know, you were looking to cut corners and do it.
1: Uh, I just didn't know any better, really, at first.
0: Yeah, but I you con- didn't know you continued. So you're getting bad- better at it and you're seeing, um, you know, better results. And so I think that's one of the big things in in anything in life. But when you have tangible results after you do something, it is very satisfying. And, you know, I think a big thing with hobbies, um, it's been shown that they're good. They can jumpstart your brain for like the other things. So you do the radio show with Eric. You do this podcast. You do other creative endeavors. And I think something like baking because, you know, you learn from doing, so that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Um, anything that gets your brain moving in a creative type of way, and sure, if there's a... I, w- I would say baking is creative. You're literally sure. creating something, and even if you're following a recipe. But, you know, these things, and there's a there's a distinct purpose to it at that point. Like, I'm making bread that's not uh, murky at all. You know exactly what you're doing. And I think all that mm-hmm. stuff is healthy. Using your brain in that way, then probably carries over and then for the other things you do in your life um, I would I would assume we could do some tests if you wanted we could have a week where you didn't bake and I could listen to the shows that you're on and see how your performance is and they probably <laughs> were be be worse and then we have a week where you do bake and I bet the performances would be better that's my point I do I do think that this kind of thing stimulation of any sort is going to help you in other areas of your life Sure,
1: I think it not just that but also like you said, keeping. Keep going even when you're not successful. Like failure through, STEM, right? Isn't that a thing? Failure through um, science, whatever. What is that? <laughs> Do you know
0: what I'm talking about. You're on your own on this one.
1: Okay, there's like a drown. science. There's a th-
0: <laughs> drown. I'm not throwing you, any kind of life preserver.
1: <laughs> there's a there's this sort of uh science science movement from scientists talking about like these experts will tweet something and say like I. Um, fucked up so many times but when this finally happened it was a result of all these times I messed up and so or like um, weird things like how Viagra was discovered it was kind of a mistake you know things like that so finding m- making errors and not doing well at something really is you learning what that thing is so Like you're you're not going to be great at something at first. And if you are, it might just be luck.
0: Sure. And I think that hobbies are a good arena to do this in because the stakes aren't as high. If it's professionally and you're getting out there, of course, you're going to make mistakes all over the place. But people make mistakes. They don't like rejection. They don't like failure. And, you know, you encounter that. And if it's a professional setting, you you may just quit or you may be right. fired. It could, you know, it could be something where it's like, you're not good enough. Um, but you're need...
1: putting too much pressure on yourself to relax and actually. Well, that's that's a big part of it.
0: If you're not capable of handling the setbacks and the difficulties and the hardships, you may not move forward. And so with a hobby being, you know, a, a, an arena where you can afford more mistakes. I'm sure right. plenty of people still quit even in hobbies because it proves to be difficult. But there are things to learn from that. It's like, all right, this was difficult. And I got through it, and now I can apply that. I know it's not the end of the world. If I fail, and you can apply it to different, again, realms of your life. Hobby is very important, it seems like.
1: What is... Do you have a hobby?
0: Well, uh, that's the thing. No. That's the thing for this show on hobbies. Do I have a hobby at this point? Well, I guess you could say that I... Lines are somewhat blurred. I do... Creative things that I shied away from for a very long time, that I'm not making money for now. Again, writing um, this podcast—you could say I—I I don't view it quite as a hobby. I hope it, I, it's more of a professional venture to me.
1: Sure, I agree.
0: Even if we're not making money, you know, I had my career is in radio and this kind of thing. So it—that's—that's that's, when I say no, it's like I don't know. Does this count as a hobby? Does it not as a Maybe on hobby? paper
1: it might, you know, be, if you had to select a category for it, it might be under hobby, but...
0: Yeah, so it could. Yeah. Um, but no, writing, you know, writing is another thing that I've shied away from, and I've never actually done it professionally where I've gotten, well, I've gotten paid a few times for a few things I've written. Um, but that's something, too, that I didn't do for quite a while because of the difficulties involved, mostly me thinking I had nothing to say. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's well, true,'s it's right. kind of, not uh,
1: believing that you had what you had to say was interesting or important.
0: So you sit down, though, I always found out if I sit down sat down and actually did it, I was able to accomplish something, something would actually mm-hmm. come out. but uh, at that point, I'm doing that more often than I used to. I'm still I'm trying to write some short stories and things like this. So I guess you could say that's a hobby at this point in my mind, it's, it still is like maybe this is something I can relay into another. Creative professional endeavor, but uh, I used to paint. Remember when I was painting a bit?
1: Oh yeah, that
0: was uh, weird.
1: What? Do you, where do you have anything that you painted still?
0: I've got a, a few things right here. This, the fact that this is an audio medium, I guess, is no good. I'll I'll show you. The funny thing was, I knew nothing about painting. I just bought these flat canvases yeah. and uh, acrylics, and mm-hmm. I bought two paint brushes so there was there was no variations in the the width or you know some some come to a point and i still don't know much about painting but i'm just gonna paint some things why not and then i just slopped crap onto a canvas Um, i mean
1: how else you i mean besides taking a class what else are you gonna do i've showed
0: this one before i think um (laughs) you've seen this one this was my feelings (laughs) my feelings on radio um, and we can take pictures of this and we can yes. we can put this up uh, where would you put it on the Facebook page
1: I would put it on the Facebook page which
0: yeah. is what just one topic podcast
1: yeah uh-huh. one topic I think just one topic
0: um, yeah I mean it's very childish look at the the, the buildings
1: and stuff in the and the hill behind looks great
0: there's some shading going on it's a picture of a or a painting of a city on fire in the background it's just burning and in the foreground there's a radio tower transmitter transmitting its signal transmitting and the commentary on it was you know okay. I was disenchanted with radio at that point because uh you know everything was being voice tracked which was just pre-recorded live local content was being phased out everything that they could do to save money so my mind there's an emergency in the city the whole city was burning to the ground <laughs> and the the radio station kept going on
1: kept yeah. playing
0: the stupid music
1: um, baby, baby, I'm taking it <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, that was Nirvana Hot new band Nirvana Be on the lookout for them They're gonna go places, I have feelings Yeah. Meanwhile, flesh is being crisped and uh, <laughs> people are screaming and there's right. horror going on Interesting. So, so that was my commentary with this one But yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's fine for a child, if a child painted <laughs> that, you'd say That's pretty amazing. Right. And that was from 2008. So that was uh, 11 years ago. This was one. This was one. um, My friend had a hole in the wall in her apartment. I don't know how the hole got there. And this is just a weird painting with some abstract design on it and a footnote next to the abstract design. That at the bottom says, this painting serves no other purpose than to cover a hole in the wall and i like the idea of someone looking behind it and actually seeing a hole
1: i love that one
0: but then i didn't give it to her because Why i not? I, I, <laughs> I painted it and i wanted to well, keep it well now you
1: need to punch a hole in your wall and then put that there
0: i wanted i wanted to keep it but i i don't the shading on this back ones all right huh
1: it looks great that, yeah that, that but, one's way way cool i really like that one
0: all right maybe you can have that one <gasps> i want it you really want that
1: i do i'm making this um all right this is off topic i'm making this uh, spare bedroom i'm making this into like a city room where I'm putting everything that we've gotten. Like we have a bunch of Catlanas, and I got those um, illustrations with you from New York. And then if I had that one, that would be so
0: cool. You have to put a hole in the wall. Shit. Else I wouldn't give it to you.
1: We'd have to like, I'll make a, I'll, I'll like print something that has, a, <laughs> looks like a hole. <laughs> uh,
0: this oh
1: was, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: This was, uh, this was just a, I actually had astronomy notes. From college, and I just created a canvas that looks like a sheet of notebook paper and copied my notes onto it.
1: That one's awesome. I love that. I forgot that you'd made that.
0: Yeah, it's got stellar properties, luminosity. That forever. Luminosity classes, spectral classes. It's got the symbols for every planet. and the. Uh, it's so old, Pluto still has. Oh, no. I guess I put uh, a little asterisk <laughs> next to it. What is that? How do you pronounce that word?
1: Asterisk?
0: Yeah, see, I never know. <laughs> it's one of those that I can't I yeah. can't remember because I knew I pronounced it incorrectly and it's become such a confusing mess in my brain.
1: Right, like halfway through the word, you're like, where is that S?
0: <laughs> yeah, I hated the fact that I saw it there. I was like, oh, no, now I have to try to say that word that I'm going to mispronounce.
1: Asterisk.
0: I don't know anymore. And then uh, what is this painting? This was a koi a painting, not of a fish
1: like your face. And oh, I.
0: Like has a parenthesis, and then instead of uh, O-V, it has I-K. It's a person who couldn't bring themselves to say love.
1: Oh. So, so it's like, oh, I
0: like it, even though they meant love.
1: Where were those right now? Where were, were they? You didn't just take them off your wall.
0: No, nah, they were sitting on top of my bookshelf. I mean, the, okay. the two of them are propped up. Okay. So I did some painting at some point, and I enjoyed that. I don't know why I quit. It was just yeah. one of those things. I had this idea that I was gonna create paintings um, of maybe just a series of numbers and letters that had absolutely no meaning on small canvases and leave them in random subway stations around New York, and then yes. maybe people would, like maybe attach a an email address to it, and then people would try to a figure hashtag. it out.
1: That's, yeah, yeah, that's like Free Art Friday. Do you know about Free Art Friday in Atlanta? That's
0: why I'm not going to do it now because yeah. this, all the stuff is being done by other people.
1: But that's cool. No. It doesn't mean that. You... <laughs> It doesn't lessen it. It makes it, you could be a part of that. It lessens it all.
0: Because then suddenly you're just the person who's doing that thing that everyone else is doing, and those other people are doing that thing because they want attention.
1: But that doesn't matter if they're doing it because they want attention. You're doing it because it's cool. Yeah,
0: but you get lumped in with them. And then you're just one of those people. Oh, yeah, you're doing that because you want to be noticed. Yeah, I can't have that, so I just shy away from it. But the idea was there was no meaning behind this at all. People like to attach meanings to things, and I would just like to see what crazy crap people came up with. Like, What do all these things mean? And the answer is nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Well, I guess you could just
1: do it without anything, right? You could just put them out there and put a hashtag on the back. Don't make it Free Art Friday, but just let it be out there and then it they have you have your own hashtag for it and then people find it and maybe they post a picture.
0: You could do that. And then when I say there's no meaning, but isn't that the thing with art? The meaning is subjective.
1: That's right. If I find meaning in it, maybe you meant to have this meeting. We'll have a meeting meeting about your meaning. What about when you were a kid? Did you have any hobbies when you were little? No. Soccer?
0: I played soccer. Was that a Was hobby Is that a
1: hobby? <laughs> I talked about I wrote down um, I took horseback riding lessons when I was a kid and it was like Western. It wasn't, you know, like the the fancy kind where you're like wearing fancy clothes <laughs> and you're jumping over things. It wasn't that it was like barrel racing
0: and yeah, to get dirty riding horse. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was fun. I had a really I loved that. Um, and then I wanted to join 4H. I didn't even know what that meant. I just knew it was like more horse stuff. But then I went to the 4-H meeting and I thought it was so boring because it was like actual like knowledge <laughs> instead of doing things. It was just so boring. So I pretended like I had asthma and I would go to the office and they said that I could feed sugar cubes to the horses and I would feed some to the horses. But then I would eat some too.
0: <laughs> you would eat the horses sugar cubes. <laughs> yeah. You sugar cubes, by the way, very disappointing. You would think they're better than they actually are. It's still sugar. I don't know what the difference is, but if you had a
1: how do they cube it?
0: <laughs> what holds it together?
1: Yeah, is it like egg whites or something? Like this tiny little drop of egg white
0: <laughs> that holds the the sugar. It, you know, there's someone out there screaming now. Yeah, the answer.
1: They're so like it's gelatin. Um, so you I liked remember, horses
0: though. When I never knew that you were a, a horse fan, a horse lady. Yeah, Autumn I got dreams blue of horses. Ribbons. Blue ribbons.
1: I duh. For what
0: kind of events?
1: In like those racing ones where you like you get your horse real fast and you go around a barrel or you do like a figure eight and you have to do all these things. And you were on a I full a size horse. Of, yeah. I did How a little old? bit of jumping. I was in maybe like fourth or fifth grade.
0: That's a, that's a small person to be on a full size horse going as fast awesome. as possible.
1: My parents got me like shirts with fringe.
0: Where did this happen? <laughs> what stable was near you?
1: And I was in Loganville and so back then you know Loganville was much more rural so they were just I don't know you went I don't even know you, my mom took me down a road
0: <laughs> this blows my mind I didn't know
1: yeah so um, I've gotten on a horse as an adult and felt like I got this and like Travis and I have done one of those like couples things where you know it's like through living social where it's like horse trail you know and um, I felt like I got this. I am on the horse. I can fucking do this, but I don't know the horse. The horse doesn't know me. And he's like pissed at me for being on him. And so he didn't listen. And he was like going off the trail a little bit and <laughs> mad at me. Cause I was trying to control him instead of him controlling me. So There's what happened? Like, what
0: What, what ultimately happened with your love of horses?
1: I think that they stopped providing lessons. I think the, I think the people who were teaching at that like horse place, maybe went to college or something. <laughs> They probably were like 17 years old. You know, I felt like they were these grown up dudes and this grown up lady. But I think that they were probably kids um, now that I think about it. But uh, yeah, I think either my parents couldn't afford it anymore. I don't know. Or it was they moved away or they went to college or something and I stopped doing it.
0: Did you miss it at that point? Yeah. Were you still invested?
1: Yeah, I wanted to still do it. I remember. But now I kind of feel like that connection is there, like. I can get on a horse and I can do what I need to do. Like one time um my f- previous boyfriend's uncle is a horse trainer and we went out to his house and um we got on a couple horses and he was his, the uncle was making fun of my boyfriend saying like he looked like a sack of potatoes because he just didn't like know how to sit on the horse and I wasn't even it was one of those thi- like I'm not bragging. It just I was just on the horse, and I guess I just knew how to be on it. And he was like, "There you go, Autumn knows," blue. you know. <laughs> so, and I think it just came from my little bit of time on a horse.
0: That can make you feel good. You can yeah, brag about that. Me. All those amateurs getting on the horse. People like me, I wouldn't even know what to do on the thing.
1: That's what I mean. It turns out it's like a thing.
0: It is no, a thing. I didn't know. Riding a horse is a difficult thing. It's an animal that you have to control, but it's also, you know, got its own its autonomy.
1: Yeah, you have a relationship. That's why people who are like, they don't want to get on a horse they don't know. Because the horse can be annoyed with you. Because they, don't, they can't communicate with you and you don't know how to communicate with them.
0: Yeah, there's no rapport. That's why with Red Dead yeah. Redemption 2, right. I, uh, I had to bond with my horse. And I never, you can get several horses and I stuck with the one horse. I was like, no, this is my horse. We're in it together.
1: I saw someone um, playing Red Dead Redemption and they were like beating up a guy in the woods and stealing his money and I thought, oh, Greg's guy would never do that.
0: No. <laughs> no, that's not a way to live, so. Um,
1: Video games, is that a hobby?
0: I was thinking about that because that was our topic last week. No, mm-hmm. it's not really a hobby. I just play them here and there and I haven't been invested that much outside of Red Dead Redemption too. Okay. Um, photography at some point. This was before cameras were everywhere. Again, I have this bad habit.
1: You're not habit. like a basic bitch girl I, who's I, like, "I'm a tiger."
0: I have this bad habit of once things become popular and mainstream, I just I ditch them. It's like I don't want people to think that I'm doing this because it's the thing. I, I I'm getting back into it a bit because now I have my grandfather's film camera. Um, the settings, like you got, I, I know aperture and shutter speed and ISO, but you know, with digital cameras, you just look, it's no yeah. good. You delete it. There's a real trial and error with this thing. I'm coming out of uh, getting the film developed and half of them are underexposed.
1: Oh, really? Well, when
0: you, when you were here in New York, I took some of those photos and uh, maybe it was borderline creepy because you were sitting on the couch and I was like, Autumn, pose, pose. <laughs> I didn't actually tell you to pose. I was just taking pictures of you. But with, like, how about she knew? She knew. It, well, these weren't secret <laughs> photos, but none of them came out. They were all too dark.
1: Oh, bummer.
0: Yeah, well, we'll try it again. I'm
1: actually kind of glad because I feel like I must—I would have looked bad or something. Nah,
0: you looked great. Yeah. I mean that. I wouldn't just throw that out there. I don't give empty compliments. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. I could, there's a block in my brain. I can't just tell someone a compliment <laughs> if I don't mean it. So you
1: look good.
0: It was very <laughs> nice kind of looking autumn but so with that camera into
1: photography that's a thing
0: yeah but Um. then there's the other side of it i look like the asshole who's got the film camera and who does i'm overthinking all of this crap this is tying into our judging show yeah (laughs) um you know as you see these themes of our shows they they're interwoven they run in and out of all of our lives in many different ways but I can't yeah, I can't stand that I hate the fact that people hijack things that I enjoy and do it more for the image than for the actual art of it or the creative aspect of it or the fulfillment of it and it's no reason not to do it and I'm finally starting I will say I take the camera out I went to Central Park and I'm still I still find myself kind of quickly grabbing pictures because I don't want to see right. people I don't want people to see me yeah. which is stupid
1: Yeah because you you th- saying that they hijack it Those two can exist in separate things. You can be doing it because you enjoy it, and you are doing it for your own reasons, and they can be doing it for what you deem superficial reasons. And those two can exist at the same time, and one can have meaning and one doesn't necessarily have to.
0: Exactly. You're exactly right. But you can't. tell that to the irrational part of my brain.
1: Yeah, you can't talk to the irrational. Shut up, Autumn. (laughs) Shut up, who is she? That might be true, but I don't care.
0: Who is this wench? Shut her up. (laughs) <laughs> i don't want to listen to her but um no the big thing with photos obviously um people are in it to show off now with phones just where they are and what they're doing and look mm-hmm. how cool this is or look at this picture of me my big thing i i tried to get no picture or I mean no people in the picture i didn't like people in my pictures though i liked it in urban settings so it creates this loneliness in a city. So it's like, well, I know that's a city and there are no people there. One of my favorite pictures is uh, Coney Island. Before they started to redevelop a lot of it, there was this building that was fenced off, chain link fence, weeds, part of the sign falling off, but it said playland on it. And I loved <laughs> it. I loved it. And just felt so isolating and remote. And I actually I actually have that one on my wall. Maybe that's uh, somewhat cocky. I hang my own photos up on the wall. But that was a big thing. I like to go around and try to get pictures that don't have people in them.
1: I love that idea. And that's I'm, a cool idea.
0: I'm getting back into it. So that's Good. a hobby. All right. That's something I'm going out and doing despite uh, the neuroses attached to it.
1: But you, when you were a kid, you didn't have any you didn't have any real hobbies when you were a kid.
0: Like, like
1: you and your friends would go do something or
0: It's it's hard for me to establish a hobby because I feel like it's something that's somewhat focused. I like doing this specific thing and I go do it. I think it's a kid, we used to play baseball and street hockey and crap in the yeah. neighborhood and ride bikes, but that's just playing. I don't, I don't, I, you know what? I liked building models. I had little model airplanes and little model rockets. Okay. And I forgot about that. I built this SR 71 and the what paint. That? It's that? It's a plane. Oh. It was the <laughs> fastest plane in the world. Oh. It flew like Mach 4 or something, four times the speed of sound and very high in the atmosphere. It was a spy plane. It was before satellites were prominent, so it was. Anyway, it's a cool plane. I liked it, and I built this model, and uh, it was all going well until I had to paint it. <laughs>
1: oh, you have to paint models.
0: Yeah, if you're really doing it, you gotta. Like, this thing was it needed to be black with uh, with a red stripe, and my stripe uh-huh. wasn't that straight.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, people who build models, they get so good at it. Like the amount of detail that can go into models. You ever uh, look at? Uh, model train sets that are done very well. Yeah, sure. They're insane.
1: Oh, that's like a real old man hobby. If you want to talk about like young versus old. Train sets? Yes. Why do old men want to build like a mountain and then the train and then a little town? What is that? Why, why, Why is that an old man thing?
0: I think just because if you're going to get good at it, the amount of time and the detail that goes into it really requires your attention
1: like this town needs a post office
0: yeah and some patience it's it's yeah. it's no different than people creating the fantasy worlds they live in now through pictures on instagram or is they're, they're they're curating a world it just so happens you're the star of that world and you can just you're present snapshots of it
1: yeah and i think
0: people like creating this little world
1: huh.
0: you are the guy they could smash it if they wanted they could come yeah. in and like, oh the floods come in little world and then just dump a bunch of water on it. But there's so much work.
1: <laughs> maybe that's why God doesn't if God exists, maybe that's why God doesn't kill us all. He's well, like, I'm Oh man, I put so much work, these idiots.
0: Yeah, where's his where his or her or its model. I prefer yeah. I prefer it just because I feel like I do, if if there's a god it's some thing that we don't know.
1: It's do you just, know that play uh uh I forget what it's called, but there's a play where um Earth and then a bunch of other worlds are just uh school projects, like a college thesis. And uh different different people project or um, present their worlds and then they have to get representatives from those worlds. <laughs> and uh they were going to beam up from Earth these, you know, very elite humans but they were gone on vacation and then the people house sitting for them were real like you know like a plumber and then i think the lady was a 411 operator <laughs> so you can tell when this was um
0: did you see this play
1: yeah my parents were in it
0: <laughs> where was this
1: it's called the whole shebang that's what it's called
0: that sounds interesting
1: yeah so it was a church play. it wasn't a church play but it was um at a we church. had a yeah we were we were part of a a play house at our church um and, uh, yeah, so plays. I was in a lot of plays when I was a kid. Um. Anyway, so this one, so the Earth, so then, you know, he's real embarrassed that these are the humans and other worlds have a better language with less, al- you know, letters in the alphabet and it's more sophisticated where ours has, you know, this many, blah, 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 and he only gets a C-plus on Earth and he's really upset <laughs> about it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, that sounds like a very interesting thing. Yeah. We look into it. I like the concept behind it.
1: I, I think Balky's in it? No. Who's the who's the brother who's American? Or the cousin? From
0: Perfect Strangers, Larry? Yeah.
1: Yes. He he is in the like the movie version. <laughs> or the play version that you can find. I don't know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so yeah, I would say plays. I was in some plays. I was in the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe and Godspell and Joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat.
0: How old were you for that?
1: Um in Joseph, I was in elementary school, I think
0: that's quite the undertaking for children that age
1: and I was but the other everybody else were adults or high schoolers
0: okay got it you just so I was just,
1: and I was just in the chorus
0: I was thinking it was a it was a school play where all the kids were in it oh mm-mm. that's a difficult one to to pull off
1: but I was Susan in Lion Witch in the Wardrobe is that the older sister something you, like that I did a okay job I think not that great but we're sounding uh, like
0: one of those podcasts I make fun of Autumn here's this thing that I can't tell you about <laughs> I don't remember I mean but it was in
1: place and I think part that of it. I, I didn't want I was the kind of kid who would have been I think a theater kid but I kind of felt like you where it's like the people who are theater kids are very theater. like out there and showy and And it's only for the sake of being showy. And I wanted to be showy because it was funny or or do something because of something outside of me and not just to showcase me. And I felt like those theater kids were just all about doing it because it reflects onto them.
0: The product is more important in that point. Right. We're doing this for an audience. Without the audience, there is no point in doing this at all. But that thing gets switched around because there is an audience. Then it's about me. Right. They're here for me. And, you know, if you're a good actor at some point, maybe people do come out because you're in it. But the content better still be good.
1: But just the way that they acted, like, you know, I just felt like all the theater kids would always hang out in this hallway, you know, and just the way that they acted over there and like drama that was going on between all of them, you know, it was just so.
0: It's just everyone looking for acceptance, ultimately, is what it comes down to. And there's a strange thing with um, welding at some point. So there was. There was. I don't I, There was a place you would pay. And they had workshops and different classes here in New York. Woodworking. Furniture building. Stuff like that. Welding. For some reason. Became one, became one of the most popular things. And people were doing it. I don't know if because they actually wanted to weld. There was a social element to this. And that's fine. If you want to go do this. And you want to socialize. I'm not going to get down on that. Um, but. It becomes more of a show at that point than actually learning to weld. And these people will come out with these really shitty sculptures with awful weld points. And I went, okay, great, you did that. And if you really cared about doing that and you kept practicing, I'd be supportive. But I, I, it shouldn't affect me so much. I shouldn't care so much. If these people want to, I do. I do buy into that, Autumn. I do buy into like live and let live when I have a problem with it is when it's something, this one doesn't bother me as much because I never wanted to dwell, but I have a problem when it's something <laughs> I also want to do. And then I think it uh, reflects something about me. That's not true to the world.
1: Right. Because you're looking at those people and you don't like them, but then you doing that thing means you are them.
0: But it's, there's so many things I'm interested in and would like to do that. Yeah. It's kept me away from doing that. So that it, that is stupid. Um, you know, there was a point, I told you i built build the model planes, but those model rockets, the ones mm-hmm. that you could actually launch, right. you would go to Michael's and you would build them. And then there were different size rocket engines and there was a launch pad and they would just fly up. And if you did it correctly, a parachute would come out and they would right. come back down. And I remember I built one I was really proud of. And uh, this guy just made some offhand comment about it being ugly. And then it, it ruined it for me.
1: Oh, no. I just kind who of gave was, was up an, an adult
0: no it was some other kid okay who also was doing a rocket and his wasn't good and ultimately he was probably just jealous of my rocket yeah but it was it's one of those things like why why did that affect me so much you look back and there's regret it's like that was stupid hmm. I can't believe I shied away from doing this I also I think
1: about um that movie defending your life a lot do you know that movie fill me in De- defending your life is where a guy dies, and before you either get to come back to Earth um, as another thing, like as another human and try again, um, or I guess you go off to heaven, you're sort of put to a trial where um, they review episodes of your life where you were scared, or you didn't do uh, make decisions or do things based on fear, and uh, Rip Torn is in it, and he's amazing, and it's um, um, Meryl Streep, and Um, Albert Brooks. Yes, Albert Brooks. I was like, Super Dave's brother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, it's this amazing movie and a lot of things. And so I think about going through my life. What episode, like, will I'm at a crossroads. I can do something and be fearless or I cannot do something because I'm scared. And will that play in my defending your life? (laughs) So I try and do the thing that I'm not that I'm afraid of doing, but still do it. I like that I you wanna. got
0: this lesson from that movie. Yeah. Which is which is nice because it's a good thing. I, I think that it could be helpful following that if you're if you're applying that to situations in your life. If, if yeah. you found that you're sticking to this Sometimes. When are the times and you haven't? When are the times that is there anything you've come across you're trying and you're like, nah, I'm not gonna do it?
1: It's not it's more of the times when I remember and then I do it like, oh, there was something I have to, I I wasn't ready to think about this. It was um, something recently where I was like, I got to do it because I'm afraid I'm nervous to do it. Like little things like going up and asking for something, you know, I'm afraid to go up and ask, but the brave person who is afraid, but still does it they are going to get to go to heaven or wherever (laughs) to the next plane of existence, or I'm going to have to come back. And so I think like, just go do it. And a lot of times it works out or, you know, it's, it's the same sort of philosophy as people saying, like, I say yes to things. I try and say yes. And it's, it's the same kind of thing, you know, just trying to be positive, I guess. And then also saying like, I will do that thing even if I don't want to, or I'm afraid of doing it like you just try and do it.
0: It's interesting how difficult it can be. And in theory, it's very simple. You're scared of something. Who cares? Just try it. Yeah. And I feel like it's taken me until this past year to finally get. There have been points in my life where I'm, I'm making decisions Um, that I'll do it. Moving to New York, for example, was a pretty sure. big thing. And I just did that. I didn't think twice about it. And if I overthought it, I probably wouldn't have done it. But in general, you're facing something that is a bit scary. I, It is crazy how easy it is just to put it off and then yeah, not do so it. And, and, and then be aware of it. And say, why Why am I doing this? I should just say yes to it. Eh, and then you still don't do it. And mm-hmm. that, I feel like, you know, all this neuroses I'm throwing at you uh, about doing things and other people and what is it, I'm finally starting to just put that crap aside or doing things that I am scared of. I, I'll tell you, the writing is something I was actually more scared of because it was something I felt like I was always good at in my life mm-hmm. since I was a kid. And... There's a fear that comes along with that. It's like, well, if I write and it turns out it's not good, then that means this one thing that I thought my whole life I was good at, I wasn't good at. And what does that mean? Where does that leave me? Yeah. Which is dumb. And now I'm at the... that's
1: scary. No, that makes sense. That's not dumb. I think that's scary. That's a scary thought, especially to to have been told or to think this thing about yourself. And then because it is a creative thing and it is from your soul... Right, it's coming from you. You put it out there, and then if it gets rejected, it's not just a rejection of your work. It's like a rejection of you.
0: And exactly. And what you find, or what I found, out at least that I was doing at some point when I would write, when I would try to write, uh, it wasn't the kind of writing I wanted to do. There was there were protections built into it oh. that way. If it was rejected, it wasn't a rejection of me because it wasn't it wasn't yeah. really you know my complete beliefs and feelings and thoughts put out there, which. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. What's the point of writing? Um, but now, yeah, finally, yeah. just moving past that, I'll, I'll tell you, in the in the time between uh, being a kid with the rockets and the things that I enjoyed, and I didn't really think about. Oh, I will tell you quickly. I also I had a go kart that I wanted, and a hobby was taking care of the thing. I painted it. I bought new tires for it. I mowed <laughs> a lot of lawns for this. Um, then this kid in the neighborhood, like I, I bought this thing. And working on the engine as much as you can work on a pull start engine that's like a lawnmower engine. Uh-huh. There's only so much you can do. But I was like, I'm going to maximize the specs on this. And I'm really going to get this go-kart up and running. And uh, this kid in the neighborhood whose parents bought him everything, bought him a two-seater go-kart.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it was faster than mine. And it was brand new. And mine was old. And uh, that was one of the times I was like, I don't care. I wasn't discouraged. And I kept working on it. And I oh, felt okay. good about it. And I felt like there was something that I got out of that. Because that was my go kart. My parents didn't just give it to me. And the way he treated his go kart, he didn't care. Leave it out in the rain, wouldn't put the oil in. (laughs) What are you doing? No, I, yeah. So, anyway, there was this point as a kid, and like you're doing things, and then whenever this fear sets in, here's how I spent my time. This was my hobby, playing online dominoes. I played, I looked it up before this, 18,642 games. (laughs) of online dominoes with a 54% win rate, which is pretty good. Um,
1: 18,000 what?
0: 18,642 games of dominoes. Wow. So you're playing online with other people. Yeah. And uh, this is what I would do. And I loved looking at the stats. The stats were quantifying the amount of time I wasted. (laughs) and For some reason, uh, I thought that would motivate me to get me to do other things. It's like, look at all this time. You can look right here on this screen. You can see how much time of your life you have wasted. But instead, I found comfort in it. There was some strange comfort that I got from looking at all this past time. Was it
1: that you didn't, that that was time when you weren't putting yourself out there? Yeah,
0: I wasn't putting myself out there. I wasn't doing anything. I I wasn't doing anything. I also, I mean, there's the element of I. Safe.
1: You were just safe.
0: I enjoyed playing dominoes sure i don't think there's an excuse to play i've 18- never
1: played dominoes ever in my
0: life oh there's many different ways you can play you can play no fives you can play five Yeah, there's i will teach you <laughs> one day but there was the if you want to talk about fear in this online people would trash talk in the chat which i thought was stupid but they would write things like i hope you die i hope your family dies because i Whoa. beat them in a game of online dominoes but they're the guys who actually play in the parks I, I I was pretty good at Dominoes. I'll tell you, I was pretty good. I could have held my own. But getting out yeah. there and sitting across from those guys and having them throw their shit talk at me, I could. Uh-huh. No way. There's you no way. Do
1: it. I, no. You could just be the silent guy. You didn't yeah. have to respond.
0: Here comes white boy. Yeah. Here comes silent white boy. Yep. No, um, well, but that's something too that I think could have been fun. And there's more value in it then.
1: See, that's so the other the other phrase I like to think of is fortune favors the bold. I really like that phrase. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that I like to think about. So if, if I were you, I would make myself go play checker or not checkers. What'd you say? Domino's Dominoes with them. Yeah.
0: Well, it's been so long now. I finally moved away from that. Mm. I think I'm do I have healthier activities going on at right. this point,
1: but that's what I'm saying though. Like those moments are the ones that you have to, it's scaring me. I'm, I'm vulnerable. I'm, I, you, you have to do it.
0: Is there, as you become better at baking, is there a part of you that thought, man, if I could go back, I'd become a professional baker?
1: If I, I think about that a lot. If I, if I had, you know, all the money and time in the world, I would do a couple of things. I would go to like a baking school, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Pat- patisserie something. <laughs> uh i only get that from british bake show patisserie you know uh victoria sponge um and i would learn how to play the drums
0: (laughs) did you ever play the drums no so you've never even tried
1: when i was a kid i wanted to play i told my parents i want to play the drums and they were like fuck no we're not doing that (laughs) get out of here my uncle uh is a drummer and so my mom grew up with a drum set in the house, and it was horrible. So she was like, "No, you're not getting drums."
0: <laughs> I can. Under- I
1: I drum in the car, and I and I use um those monkey heads that I've had on my car uh, rearview mirror forever. I use those as my symbols. So like, if I like, I hit those, and those are. <laughs> I feel like when I'm in the car you have and to, I'm just, drumming, just... I feel like I could really do it. I think if you put a drum set in front of me, I think I could sit down and do some drumming.
0: Just to clarify, you have two. Stuffed animal monkey heads, yeah, on a string that, that hang, I've
1: had since my first car. Since I'm fifteen, that hang 16 from your
0: rear view mirror. Yeah. Drumming's difficult.
1: I think every I could limb's
0: got to move at a different speed. I and,
1: know. Yeah. I think I could do it. I really do think I
0: could. I think you should give it a go at some point. Is there? You should just go to the guitar center. Yeah, and you should go sit down. You could do the electric one, or the, yeah, the, do the <laughs> yeah, and like you put you, you put you put on the headphones, and that way no one else hears. But you could practice.
1: Listen, this week. I'll try and go. I'll be, I'll I'll be bold, and maybe fortune will favor me. I'll go to a music store, and maybe I'll set up my phone and record myself playing the drums.
0: I'd like to see that. There's a guitar try. center here. When you come back to New York, that's an ambulance. I don't know if you can hear the siren, I can't do anything. They just. What am I going to do? They drive past. It's New York. It's
1: just like when you always say what it is. You're like, everything stops. You're like that's fire truck.
0: Well, it's there. I may as well address it.
1: No, just every time.
0: And I, they become... That's a police car. They they blend in. You don't even hear them, but when I'm recording, I, I try to be aware of it, so, you know, if, if... if Whatever. That's how I make it interesting. That's your hobby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Identifying uh emergency oh, I I can
0: identify the different subway cars by sound as they're rolling in. That's, that's, that's cool. something. I don't know if it's a hobby, but that's something that I, I have enjoyed. I mean, there are people who really get into trains like that and it does Uh become a hobby i was in philadelphia and coming back up to new york but i took the regional rail in philadelphia which is septa which is an awful name because it makes me think of septic septic yeah southeastern pennsylvania transit authority i assume is what it stands for but there were guys on there sitting in the front car on this train recording the announcements at each station talking about you know the tracks and where the switches are and like they were really into this, which seemed cool. Like you're interested in something. And me, I just have a little bit of knowledge about uh, the trains, but that's something I could definitely get into. I don't know what the hobby would entail other than just learning about them. I guess if you could ride all the rails and get it because this train was uh, different in the way that you could see out the front. A lot of trains Mm -hmm. you
1: you can't see out the front. I feel like that person on paper would be a hobo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're just riding the rails for fun.
0: Yeah, did the hobos ride the rails for fun? They learned the rails because they had I to get places. I guess they were
1: getting places, but I don't know. I feel like those guys—they're kind of hobos, minus yeah. the stick and the bindle <laughs> <I> and the <laughs> beans. I think
0: mm-hmm. I think they are just people who are highly interested in something. Um, yeah, I had a point I was trying to make before the ambulance, and I have no clue what I was talking about <laughs> I
1: don't anymore. Remember.
0: Yeah, distracted me at this point. Sorry. No, it's all right. But I, I, I asked you about the baking thing. Oh, you're talking about drumming. I was going to say you're going to be back up here in New York oh, yeah. at some point. So there is a guitar center. My friend Dave used to do that in the middle of the night. at. Uh, there's a 24-hour Best Buy, and they had something like that. And he would just stay up all night and then 3 in the morning go drum on the the synth drums, the Best wow. Buy. So, Why
1: does a Best Buy need to be open 24 hours?
0: <laughs> There's no reason. I, I have no clue. Just one of those things. We're in New York, so we're going to do it. Yeah. No, with, with hobbies, I feel like one of the things that I encountered, though, if you get into something that you really like, um, you know, space is a hobby for me, learning about it and studying it. I'm not mm-hmm. a professional. I couldn't hold my own in a conversation with someone who really knows their crap, but I know enough, and I find it to be interesting. Um but there's always, that's an example, but other things. If you get really good at it, I fear it will instill some kind of regret that it didn't do it as a as a career. I oh. I, I don't think it's, it's never kept me from shying. It's never kept me from doing something. Um, but there are a few things. I was like, wow, I wish maybe I had done this professionally.
1: You know, something like astronomy, um, you... Being interested in science and being an astronomer, I think, are very different things. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, like, Travis doesn't know a lot of the things that maybe you might know, but he knows, like, a billion more things about very specific things. You know what I mean? So, he doesn't remember, you know, how far away, you know, a moon is or you know the sun or like sort sort of like pop science fun information about outer space
0: the well that's a good point then with uh, with hobbies you can focus on the elements that you actually like of right. the subject or of you know whatever it is um because yeah science especially is one of those yeah. fields where just the bureaucracy and it and I don't know. If you can get your own funding, sure, you can do your own thing. But for the most part, you're working for people who got the funding and you're listening to them. And there's such egos involved. And you're trying to prove things. And if you're working for a person who has this hypothesis and then the research starts to disprove it and then they gonna fight it. Like, no way. I've dedicated my whole life to this. This can't be wrong. I, it's not really something I think that I would want to, to.
1: I think that if Travis were here, he would say that that doesn't happen. And maybe that's just in this particular field of science that people aren't like upset
0: it's happened in the past though yeah I know th- I mean eventually you'll move past the things that are incorrect but there because are people he
1: disproved he disproved his advisors um, I think his like big thing he's always worked on
0: He ruined the guy's life maybe the well, advisor maybe he accepted it or she was it a she he
1: he All right.
0: I was hoping it was a she just you know to prove to the world that women are good at science yeah. too <laughs> um
1: they didn't allow women
0: that's that's a big thing they didn't allow women um which is crazy in its own right but that's a different topic for a different they're busy
1: time at all making babies and cleaning the dishes they're dumb <laughs> they can't handle it.
0: they can't handle space it's too much for them to think about
1: oh that delicate brains.
0: <laughs> travis sent uh his advisor to drunken death a slow <laughs> yeah. I just started drinking the moment my my pupil disproved my life's work.
1: Yes. <laughs> the student has become the master.
0: <laughs> it is kind of sad. That that's, would be a tough thing. I mean, I'm not saying this situation. Well, but. I
1: think that he was, I mean, at first when Travis was like, I think this is what's going on and not this. I mean, it disproves a lot of what Travis had been working on his entire career or not his career, but his entire like scholastic career, mm-hmm. collegiate career. Um, And so, yeah, when he, I think when he first was talking about it, they were like, I don't know, I don't know, you know, I don't know if they were convinced. But then as more and more, I guess, things developed, you know, he was able to show them like, I I really don't think that's happening. So, but yes, um, when it comes to really getting into a hobby, turning that into a profession, it could ruin it. So, keeping it as a hobby means you can put it down and pick it up whenever you want. You know, all of the things that come with a job, you know, don't affect you. Um, there's no one pressing you for anything. You get to just do it and enjoy it and only do it when you're going to enjoy it.
0: And it is healthy. It's healthy to stay active in any right, even yeah. if it's exercise or whatever. If you keep active and you're not just sitting around, it's going to be better for you.
1: Oh, I need exercise as a hobby.
0: <laughs> and it's, becomes an addiction for a lot of people mm-hmm. I, that
1: will I, never be me i will never be addicted to working out ever i
0: sometimes i wonder if there's a threshold you cross it and then it becomes a thing like well, i've been doing this It I, when i quit smoking i think about that it was tough for a while until i got to this point where it's like well i've made it this far and then it was a little bit of an a, it was a passive obsession meaning i didn't have to do anything other than not smoke but right. it became this thing. It's like, well, I, I, this is what I do, and I wouldn't want to get rid of that. I haven't smoked in this long, so I feel like maybe with exercise, if you do it enough.
1: But that's not doing something, and this is doing
0: something. Yeah, no, that, that like I said, it's, it was a passive thing, so it is a little right. different. But also, uh, I, I, you know, we can wrap it up with this, and it's not even really mm-hmm. anything to talk about. I was just saying that, uh, you know, it's healthy. I did read something leading into this that hobbies also can help prevent dementia. I don't know how they proved that. That's a strange thing because you would have to know the person was going to have dementia right.
1: and then mm-hmm. they had a
0: hobby, but somewhere along the line. And I think that just ties into, again, you know, if you stay active with something and engaged and interested, hopefully you no, won't rot away at the end of your life.
1: I was going to say too, I don't think that, you know, um, uh, that's, indigenous people or like primitive cultures had hobbies because everything they did was about making something for a significant purpose in their lives. Like no one is no one in a, like there are no tribes people who are like, I just make bulls because I just love it. It's like, I love making bulls. (laughs) Like, I think maybe hobbies are a, a pastime of the privileged.
0: (laughs) They can certainly be. Yeah. And that's okay, I guess, if you're aware of that and you don't use it to present yourself as some superior being.
1: No, like, I don't mean it like that.
0: No, I I know what you mean, but it's like a pastime of the privilege. It's like, I make bowls. I'm better than yeah. like, no, No, you like making bowls, make the bowls right. and leave yeah. it at that. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. Like and, my
1: hobby is busting up this corn into <laughs> dust so I can make it into a paste to feed my kids. It's just my hobby.
0: <laughs> fine don't tell me about it let that be your hobby I I, I, you know if you're an enthusiast and you want to talk to other enthusiasts about your hobby that's one thing
1: but my hobby is to cover myself in this red mud so my skin doesn't burn in the Sierra <laughs> in this hot you know Sudan sun
0: it's such a tough life that I have <laughs> and as you said people in the past they were constantly doing things now we're at the point where a hobby could be I sit around all day yeah I sit around
1: my hobby is uh
0: TLC. Yeah. So the person I watch, who's I
1: watch TLC. <laughs> Bigfoot hunter. I hunt Bigfoot. That's my
0: hobby. Let me tell you all about my hobby so you know that I'm not one of those people who sits around all day. Look at my hobby. Look what I do. I'm so active. Yeah. I'm so interesting. I'm a cyclist. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it turns into in my mind when someone's talking about I never knew this. I just a white noise eventually.
1: That's
0: how I'm going to view the world. Everyone who's speaking is just going to be a white noise.
1: It is. It really is. When we're all talking about nothing, what are we talking about? <laughs> when we're just doing something because we can talk about it or take a picture of it. Like this show. We're no, doing this
0: because we can. <laughs> On this episode of. <laughs>
1: That's what this whole episode really was. Was, but we're not doing this so that other people will see it and then it will make us look good. Yeah, we're trying. If we're making this because we believe in something and we're doing it and we feel like it's hap- like something cool is happening.
0: Yeah, we're trying. And if some yes. people like it, that we're makes it worth it. We're not doing it, it
1: be- so that we can tell our friends like I have a podcast.
0: No, I don't. I, I don't really tell most people that I have. A, I do a podcast. Yeah, it's not something I share. I'm starting to share it with some people that I trust because i actually want their opinion on it right and And if we
1: and if we did care about the way that we were viewed for having a podcast then the content would not be what it was we would not be as honest we would make sure that we're presented in a certain way
0: oh yeah that hygiene show would have never existed if we cared about what people thought about us
1: i marked the date that I, i just changed my sheets on the bed and i'm gonna let everybody know i changed them this week so mark your calendars and see how long it takes till i change these sheets
0: all right, wrap it up, Autumn.
1: That, that, yeah, this is, and like, this is crazy. Like,
0: <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode. <laughs> Rate right and
1: this guys, this episode it was classic. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on That's iTunes. That's the first
0: time we we put an inside joke into this show.
1: Rate right and review us; it helps us look good on iTunes because that's what's important, I guess. Go to Podbean, follow us there. Find us on Facebook, One Topic. You can write us there. You can talk to us, whatever you want. We love you. Thank you for listening.
0: Classic.